0: Welcome to another episode of Talkin' BS. My name is Van Santos, and this week I'm joined by my lovely wife, Kimberly.
1: I'm here, and w- the puppy. Welcome
0: back to the show. Wilder is here as well. It would not be a pet-centric, animal-centric podcast without squeaky toys and um, a lot of fur running around the room.
1: <laughs> He's the cutest guest host you've ever had.
0: He just wanted so much attention the entire time, and we were trying to, uh, trying to do a podcast, but totally understandable. <laughs>
1: cutest, cutest co-host you've
0: ever had. Uh, we were joined by Kendall Schnell, who, uh, is a founder and director of a, uh, a rescue in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, she started it last year and it looks like she just bought some land and she's got big plans. She is currently overseeing 63, 65, somewhat under her own care, but gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, 63 animals. Um, what did she say? Adopt, don't shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so we learned right. a lot about, um, the current situation of pets. I mean, COVID has had a pretty drastic effect on, I remember at the beginning, everybody bought pets and now unfortunately they're going back Respet to work pets. and they're, they're dropping them, which mm-hmm. is very sad. So, um, for all of you pet lovers out there, I hope you enjoy this episode. You can find us on all of our socials and, uh, anything el- anything else I missed on the, uh, the intro here?
1: I don't think so. Just remember, pets are a big responsibility. They yes. become a part of your family, you know? Just think hard before you do it. And they're the best part of our family. And I mean, s- besides you, obviously.
0: Speaking of family, I didn't even mention the reason why Corey's not here. Oh, but yes. he, his family is growing larger right now probably Mm -hmm. or in a couple hours or tomorrow we don't know Mm -hmm. Corey is about to be a new dad for the second time so
1: yeah so he's adding to his family in a whole different way exactly
0: (laughs) exactly um so anyways yes thank you very much for for stepping in thanks for letting me i hope you guys enjoyed this episode 40 of talking bs Welcome to another episode of Talkin' BS. This week, I've got a guest host. We live together. We're, I'm back. We're, we're married. Um, Corey, real Corey's real. off becoming a dad again, um, so he's not going to be with us for a couple weeks. Um, but anyways, we have a very exciting episode today. We're joined by Kendall Schnell, who is, uh, the, uh, founder and director of Uno's Home for Wayward Cats and Dogs. It's an animal rescue located in Birmingham, Alabama. We went to middle school together, lower school, lower Second school,
2: through fifth grade. There
0: you yeah. go. Lower yep. school.
2: Yep.
0: Um, the, her rescue specializes in socializing and providing medical care of animals in need and finding them forever homes. Um, We, Corey and I had talked for a while about doing a pet pod and we were thinking, how would we do that? Everybody loves pets. Most everybody, normal people do. I didn't before, but I do now. I was uh, going to
1: say, watch <laughs> yourself, sir. It was a deal breaker for our marriage. 100%. I had, I had a
0: bad experience, okay?
1: He goes, I'm not a dog person. And I was like, then right. you're not my person. All right. I
0: know! Hold on, hold on. I was, uh, we'll dig into that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, anyways, so I was on Facebook, and uh, Kendall, we've been friends on Facebook probably since Facebook existed, I would guess. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I just saw a bunch of like your photos and videos. You know, you were featured. That's on, all I post. Fo- all I post. Featured stands. on a uh, dodo, the dodo, yeah. I guess. Which very excited about that. We're gonna unpack all of that stuff. But as we start every episode out with almost every se- episode, we have icebreakers with Eli. Um
1: really fast. Yes, go ahead. Now would be I think would be a funny time for you to tell your Oh,
2: cat. okay. Yeah. So Eli. I have a cat named Eli and he is actually Una's brother. So there I like go. that name a lot. Yep. Yeah,
1: there you go, Eli. Yep. You're there
0: famous. you go, Eli. There
2: he is. <laughs> okay. Eli is a cat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know if Eli does the Eli that I know, would he be more of a cat or a dog? He'd be a uh, dog.
2: I call my Eli, like, a kitchen poltergeist because he will open up every single cabinet and drawer and then, like, I will walk in the room. Does he eat everything,
0: though? Well, he... Cause Eli eats know. everything. If He's that's, not a
1: fat cat. I was going to say <laughs> yeah. that Eli is a kitchen poltergeist. So that's what he yeah. does. Yes. <laughs>
0: he just destroys food. Like he can eat like none other. It's yeah. unbelievable.
1: So he will be that.
0: Um, all right. So, uh, first one, he said, if you can have an extra hour of free time every day, what would you use it for? Oh, just one extra hour.
2: This is really sad. Clean. Oh I just it's, Are we the same person? This is going to be so
0: well. She's like the <laughs> This clean, is so exciting.
2: <laughs> I'm so happy about this. It's just yeah, I have so much to do. I call it my rescue chores. It's just it's never ending. Like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. We'll, yeah. yeah. we'll
0: dig into why. That makes sense in a little bit. Yeah. But yes, that's that's a good answer. Um, this one again, maybe a little more pointed, but when were you when when you were 6 years old, what did you want to be when you grew up?
2: I wanted to be a veterinarian, 100%. Oh, good. And you knew yeah. it that
0: early, okay? Yeah,
2: like it's so weird. I posted, oh, I posted like a little diary entry from oh, 1994, cute. and it literally said that like I want to make so much money, pet sitting, and I want to be a veterinarian. Like it was just weird. It says I was watching Fox um, cartoons and like, ew, oh, I love my that. Gosh. And I found that, yeah. <laughs>
0: Those are so good. When you go back and look at them and you're like, I'm an adult now, I cannot believe I wrote that as a kid. That is my one of my favorite pastimes. That's great. Like going
1: back through old like yearbooks and pictures and articles and stuff that we used to write.
0: Oh my god. Um, So funny. Number three, if you could immediately gain one skill that you don't currently have, what would it be? Oh my gosh.
1: Are we talking like real life skills. I mean, flight
0: would be fun. That's for what me. I'm thinking. Like, I'm, t- I'm are we talking like magical abilities. Like, can we, hang, can we
1: go invisible or are we talking like, I would like to be able to speak Spanish or like, do you
2: know what I mean? I would like to have like unlimited knowledge. Like Ooh. to always just know. Yeah. That's or like
1: photographic good. memory or something.
2: Yeah. That's
1: uh, a pretty yeah. good one yeah. as well. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Re- like instant recall would be really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Are we talking? really good
2: memory. Like, like have you been, yeah.
0: re- do you watch Ted Lasso? On yes. It?
2: That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I have no idea what you. I don't have, it's, have time for. An it, I, I totally <laughs> understand
0: that, and there is no judgment here. It's ju- it's just this TV show where the characters their comebacks or their dialogue is so fast that we've figured out that like no human being could really talk like this in real life. Yes, because the recall of like their references is just too fast.
1: That well, and like yeah. the wittiness, it's just so quick. You know, like, I'm not witty like that. It takes me forever. And two days later, I'm like, dang it. That's what I should have said.
0: So um, not necessarily an icebreaker with Eli, but we did get, we, we kind of source out some questions every now and then. And uh, Cody B, which is Corey's brother, he sent in a question that I thought was a great icebreaker. But if you could be any animal, what would it be and why?
2: Oh, my gosh. This is probably, like, why I really wanted to work at a zoo. Um, <laughs> okay. A red panda. So they're, like, they're, they're like, so the. cute. I know they're just they're always like so happy and they're playing all the time you watch all the YouTube videos and they're just like rolling around in the snow so happy and they fall over and they're just so happy and I'm just like (laughs) like they're just awesome and for people that don't know they they're like um they're like the size of like a house cat like raccoon Mm -hmm. but they're called like like little yeah they have them
1: at the Nashville Zoo
2: yeah, they see, have them here them at the Birmingham Zoo, too. Uh, and they're I'm just, just like, I just, I just want all of them. And they're like, just so
1: innocent, and they look at you so happy. They're just so
2: cute. Yeah, and they're not aggressive. I'm just like, they're just perfect. Yeah.
0: Adorable. Yeah. 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 So, uh... You and I had a kind of a pre-call last week and cause just, I don't think we've talked in like 15 years or something like that. Um, so longer
2: than that, again, like. <laughs> again,
0: this is one of the things that I love about this podcast is I get to reconnect or meet brand new people. And that's, it's, yeah. this is like the the thing for me. This is the best part about it. So it sounds like you had a pretty crazy journey to get to where you are now. So I want to, let's go kind of chronological order. Again, we got some questions here, but, um, let's start with like your earliest memory. So what's like the earliest moment that you remember, like recognizing an affinity for animals? Was this just, was it always there? was like a specific yeah. time.
2: Yeah. Um, like what I re- like a really, you know, like you can't, like, really remember things as a child, but then you remember what, that very first thing, and that's, like, your first memory. Yeah. So my first memory is when I was um, I, I was born and raised in St. Louis, so lived in St. Louis before moving to Huntsville, Alabama, and I was in my grandma's house, and we had— um, a kitten she got all of the animals that I wanted I had to go live at grandma's house because my mom was like no <laughs> so um this little orange kitten his name was Max he was purring and I told my grandma he was singing in his heart and Stop um I was, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard that's and adorable. like I just oh um, my, my grandma just like knew like I just was like different than other people like how it's just like I don't know there's just like this animal that wasn't just like an animal. Like I believed like this was like a little soul in this body and it was so pure and yeah. I might cry in this.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Cody coming back to Cody B, he wanted to know what was your first pet ever? Did you grow up with pets or did you like introduce that into the, Oh my gosh. Um,
2: well there were ones that weren't supposed to be pets. Like I would bring them home. Uh Um, those would be like, um, Turtles living in the woods, um, lizards, oh yes. um, oh, oh, oh. and then I would. Be, oh, timeout. Yes. One, There's one, one thing
0: we don't discuss. So mm-hmm. she loves all animals except for one. And the S word. The S yes. word. You so can imagine what talk. that is.
2: Is that slippery? Yes. slithery? Yes. 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 Okay. And she okay. has.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I, allergic reactions. It seems like at times. One of the first like movie series we watched together was like Harry Potter, and that was a bad idea. She oh stro- God, the bastard stro- Oh yes, the, the whole t- like the whole thing. She struggled a lot. Um, so. We'll
2: I don't really, yeah, I don't really, because I, I, I had a pet rat in college. Like, I snuck it in, and it lived in, like, my dorm room, and it slept in my hoodie, like, oh little my hood. Oh, um, So I've just, awesome. I just, I couldn't feed anything. I know no. it's a circle of life, but.
1: I know. That's yeah, not how so. I feel, too. Like, I totally get it. We were watching a show mm-hmm. last night about, like, bears growing up, you know, in the wilderness mm-hmm. and stuff, and I'm like, oh, my God. One of them, it, there was a scene where they we thought it was going to get sucked up in the river, and I was like, "No, oh my god, no!" no. She and was I'm freaking like, out. Oh, you know, it's natural. I get it. Things like that happen, but I can't.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't. Wa- I can't watch those shows like the African no. safari stuff and like. I'm uh, not mentally no. stable. I don't ever like the stuff. Lion King. I don't like oh, it. It just, that. you know, cartoon animal stuff freaks me out. But I know we're getting off topic. But no. <laughs> okay, so we'll, no. we'll go. We'll no, circle no, no. back. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, oh so these animals I would bring home I would like make little terrariums up for them and I would research it and be like okay this is what the setup that they need and yes, then like then it would really start to smell and my mom would be like you gotta bring them <laughs> put you get, like, them back outside aquarium yeah.
1: plants and stuff and like decorate it yeah I would do that too yeah for yeah.
2: sure yeah and then like I would keep it alive like for a week and then I would release it back out and then yeah. I was catching feral kittens in the woods by hand, like in elementary school. I was bottle feeding a kitten. Like it, yeah, I was just, I was not normal. But. Yeah.
1: we. I have, a, I have a similar story. My cousins, Chelsea and Josh, they live in Ohio and they have a barn. Their dad used to do the whole cattle, um, situation. And so they had a barn cat and he would just run free all the time and realized that he was a she and there was babies up in the hayloft so we would sneak out of the house in the middle of the night and go up there and feed them bottles like little baby bottles we're definitely not supposed to do that but they're
2: just so tiny (laughs) and they're addicting i swear when i have tiny like neonatal kittens that's what you call like little you know one to two week old kittens like i just sit and just stare at them all like for hours and i'm just like "Yeah." yeah i have it too yeah
0: All right. So you mentioned your mom. Um, did your family like encourage you to explore your like enthusiasm for animals or, I mean, it sounds like there was some, there was a line. At
2: first, yeah. There was a a (laughs)
0: line.
2: (laughs) Yeah. At first my mom was like, no, all these, cause, um, like my grandma, like we went and got two cocker spaniel puppies and we brought them home. My mom was like, no, they are living at grandma's house. So Puppies would go to grandma's house, and um, we'd get birds. My mom would be like, "No, going to grandma's house." And um, and I was like, I never understood it because my mom lived on a farm in Illinois, and she raised raccoons, squirrels. She had a spider monkey. had miniature horses, like Like, all of yeah. And I'm just like
0: like, Ross. She says,
2: "Yeah," and I'm just like, (laughs) "Why can't I have that?" And she's like, "We don't live on a farm." And I was like. I but like <laughs> you can't even let me have a puppy like oh, <laughs> but my brother had a boxer and that was like the only animal that we were allowed to have and okay well that's told you about the kitten. Cat- i know and but it's really funny because once i got into catching feral kittens by hand in the woods she started doing research and we, you know, got them all. We caught the mom. We trapped the mom. We fixed her. We released her. So that's called trap, neuter, release, TNR. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the kittens and my mom owned a radio station at the time. So she would advertise the kittens for adoption on the morning oh, show. And yeah. we, so it, there was like that's finally amazing. a transition that she was like, okay, this is happening. My daughter's bringing home these animals. What do I do? Like, and she just fully accepted that. And then we, Um, kept oh my gosh we were up to six kittens like keeping them and I was just like blown away that she let us do that and um, they're from different litters but um, yeah she finally finally accepted it and um, it was just really great because our uh, Arab Alabama um, very small town about 30 minutes away from Huntsville. Um, they had a shelter that people just stopped working at, and we found out that nobody was going there to feed the animals. So my mom was oh, like, all right, let's oh just no. go do it. So it's my mom, my sister, and I all feeding the animals. We ended up bringing home two puppies. Oh. And then they were running out of space. My mom converted her attic at the radio station to house all of the cats so they wouldn't get yes. euthanized. Like she was just fully in it at that point. And uh, I was like, I knew you were that person because you told me these stories. And yes. You just wouldn't let me be that person. And then like, I felt like my love of animals, like awakened that for her again. Your mom so, is my people.
0: That sounds like something yeah. I would do. That is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it also speaks volumes for us, I must say, for bringing the animal lover out of other people claiming to not be animal
2: (laughs) (laughs) famous last words Uh, famous last words is I'm not a cat person that's the true last words like watch me I've met many men that are like I don't like cats and I'm like why are you holding that cat right now? <laughs> Why are you <laughs> Put down the cat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my gosh. Like, but, I, but I like it, actually.
1: <laughs> that is yeah. so awesome. Did you ever worry about, like, getting rabies or something? Like, getting bit?
2: Oh, my gosh. I woods? did get cat scratch fever. Um, you did? Yeah. What I had, I had go to go to – okay. So they have a bacteria that's in, um, like, their mouth. Uh-huh. And I got bit really hard. It was actually by one of my, ca- my personal <laughs> cats, um – Uh, she's a little sassy and, um, all cats have it in their mouth. So Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, Mm -hmm. some some just have different levels and it bit me so deep. And like a few days later, my finger got like three times the size and turned like dark purple. And I like showed my mom and we're like, yeah, we're going to go to the ER. (laughs) So yeah, I got cat scratch disease and, um, but the cool thing is, like, once you get it, you're not supposed to get it again. So, oh, like chickenpox. Yeah. yeah. So I got that in 2008. And just knocked it yeah. out. You're all
0: free. Just knocked it out. Yeah. Good to go from yeah. there. I was yep. just
1: thinking about yep. raccoons and stuff. Surely you're going to get something. Oh,
2: I have a, I have, I have I a story about that, and we'll get to it when you get to that question okay. about raccoons. Cool, cool, cool.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So any other, like, childhood, before we move out of childhood into, like, education, but, like, any other childhood stories that, that you still remember to this day? That, that may have shaped you or just unforgettable?
2: Well, um, probably going toe to toe with a vet. Like here I am, like in middle school and the vets like, we need to euthanize this kitten. it's not going to make it. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. And he's like, it's, it's, it's got severe, um, neurological issues. It's walking in a circle. Um, he's like, it's just not going to make it. Mom's like, no, she'll take it home. We'll, we'll work with it. And like, I did everything I was supposed to. I did the research and it became like a normal kitten. And I was just like, what? Ha, That's amazing. ha, 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 Told you. <laughs> and yeah, like I just, I feel like, um, it's just easier sometimes just to not do the work. And I do get that for, you know, just people that, yeah, there's just not enough people willing to do that. Mm-hmm. And they're just yeah. like, let's put it out of its misery instead of like, hey, let's help them. And so 100%. I liked doing that like as like a little a little person and going up against <laughs> a vet. And, yes. you know, I guess they didn't believe that I would be able to do that. And
1: yeah. And I think with vets, I mean, it might be something later to be brought up, but my old roommate used to be a vet, and she said that a lot of times you just get into this habit of, um, like, a routine. This is just what you do. You know, you go check check the boxes, and if nothing works, you just proceed with euthanization. When sometimes you need to step outside and be like, what, but this is, what if this was my animal? You need to house well, the what situation. Would I do? Is that what we're talking
0: about?
2: Yes. yeah <laughs> It's for real. She was like, sometimes... Get out, you the, right, get out the whiteboard. Yeah, it's <laughs> start, just like, yeah. sometimes
1: you just step out and you're like, oh, wait, if this was my animal, like, you know, I right. put a little bit more effort into it. And sometimes it's just like anything else. You, you know. just start checking boxes and...
2: Yeah. And especially you know. if it's like a stray or a feral animal, yeah. they don't think that... The, I don't... I I don't know. And I know, like, I worked at a vet clinic. I know it gets very tiring. It's one of the highest suicide rates in any profession. So it gets, you know, you can get very desensitized towards things. And um, I'm worried that I could become that, but Mm -hmm. I'm making, like, a promise to myself, like, I will always feel, like, every emotional toil with, you know, the ups and downs of rescue, and I'm never going to become desensitized. I love that.
0: Obviously, moving on, at some point, (laughs) You probably gather that, or you probably probably get that this is like your passion. You kind of want to do this. So, what were some things before college or in college that you kind of started to do to set yourself up to kind of work with animals full time? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, well, in high school, I volunteered at a pet store. That was well you know, just a taste of it. But, um, right before college, I did an internship at Oak Mountain State Park in, um, Pelham. Uh, so it's just right outside of Birmingham, Alabama doing wildlife rehab. And I loved it. Like, you know, you got to be like hands-on with these animals and like, like they had gray foxes, like you never oh. see a gray fox, like never oh. because they're nocturnal and they're yeah. just, they're so sneaky. And to see like a little fox cub, like a little kit oh. and um, like to see um, fawns. So baby deers oh. and like um, little, little baby squirrels. And I did a lot of stuff with the birds and raptors and owls and all of that stuff. So I really loved doing that because it gives you a different sense of like pride because you're um, you're releasing them back into the wild. So you're trying to set them up for these steps and then gotcha. um, there was a duck and he imprinted oh. on me and that was awesome because I went to college and oh. I came back to visit him on my, uh, on my um, Thanksgiving break and he ran towards me. And I it was, it was so
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Has a, has a duck ever ran towards you Kimberly? Uh. I mean you wish if
1: I yeah <laughs> okay if I made it
0: I mean that does sound like an amazing experience
1: I just yeah. that's like something I would love for that to happen in my lifetime an animal to imprint on me oh my god yeah. That would be so exciting. My voice is so squeaky. I'm so excited. <laughs> this it, is like right in my alley. I love it.
0: We did. She teed it up. We watched this. There's a National Geographic series out right now on Disney Plus that goes through like uh, what it says, being an animal. Growing Gr- up animal growing, or growing up animal. And it literally takes you from like their birth into like their first two or three years of, I guess, depending on how big the animal is or whatever, but... Her voice the entire last night for an hour was that high. It was just... I just, just get so
1: excited. Especially excited. with wildlife. I feel like it's such a rare opportunity. People can have house pets all the time. Like, it's easy. Oh, I don't want to say easy. It's still... It's still yeah. difficult, but it's well, easier had, to do. And then to be able I've to get
2: to, like... squirrels. T- I mean, in my house. that's
1: I'm yeah. not against it. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm against it because Van would divorce me. But I'm, ag- I'm not against it.
2: You've got to do it the right way. Well, okay. Well, well legal purposes... You gotta do it the legally right okay. way. Okay. But there are yeah, some yeah. that you some wildlife that you can have that you don't have to have a license, like chipmunks. Oh um my <laughs> and, oh my gosh, uh, we
1: can talk about this when we won't get in trouble. <laughs> what does Josh say?
0: Satire. <laughs>
2: satire.
1: It's satire.
0: My Hypothetically. Buddy, my, my buddy <laughs> Josh came on here and just said satire if you were to do this? And then, yeah. this is how you do <laughs> you I know.
1: would I would love it. what is the craziest animal that you helped like rehabilitate at this um,
2: place? wild hypothetically wild flying squirrels, <laughs> flying squirrels? <laughs> like little babies like so like you know sugar gliders but the actual yeah. thing that lives outside that we never see because they're nocturnal how do they get like, there? um they were in my boss's cabin and the farm manager's dog acc- well not oh, accidentally no, he no. intentionally got the parents and Uh-oh. so there were these little babies and it was um gosh right at the end of december at the beginning of the year uh so it was really really cold and I contacted my contact at the wildlife rehab center and she's like, "Hey, we're all full. I like they seem like they're healthy, but can you really really wait to release them past yeah. this frost?" And I yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Uh then I got attached and of then we course. built hypo, <laughs> hypo, hypo, hypothetically um I may have got a custom built enclosure for them that and, that and that a girl. Yes. Yeah, I'm Yeah. So they they were they were awesome. So
0: so, yep. so you go to this, uh, rehabilitation, uh, was it just a, a center or a, what would you call yeah,
2: it? Yeah. So it's okay. in the center of the state park.
0: Okay, yeah. cool. Yep. And then when did you realize you wanted to like go to school for this? Had you already decided that or was this like, oh, oh, that was, a yeah, l- a immediately. Like, oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Immediately. I knew I wanted to, um, Like study animals. That's all I wanted to do, and that was like really difficult to actually find colleges that offered a degree in zoology. That
0: that was my next question: was how how does your search go at that point?
2: Yeah, very very um, short search. Um. (laughs) That's
1: fair. You don't have a lot of decisions to make.
2: Yeah. So Auburn University has a zoology degree. Um, I actually got a full ride. I had a choice between full ride at Auburn or a full ride at um, Colorado State, Um, but uh, I'm a Roll Tide fan. So yeah, I just had to go to Colorado State. There we so, go. There we
0: know.
1: Also Colorado, no offense to Alabama. I know you two are from there. It's way prettier.
2: Yeah. My da- and my dad lives in Colorado. So oh, cool. it was just, yeah. it was, was great. Nice. Yeah. So we're I not there
1: not to hold that against you that you're an Alabama fan because my husband is also one.
0: So go Gators! You know what I'm saying. Obviously, two totally different things, but why zoology over like a, a veterinarian's degree or whatnot? Because Auburn had a very good vet program as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, too. we used yes. to take all of our pets to Auburn when they would have yeah you know,
2: um, problems. One of the reasons would be. um cost because i had a full ride to college so i had no loans nothing i owed nothing and so that would be a high cost and another what six to eight years like you're in vet school more than you are at you know that's to become a physician like Mm -hmm. and um and then i was like do i really want to do this do i want to be around you know the bad, the bad, you know, mm-hmm. not just the good, but doing surgeries and doing, and I was really great at dissections. I was that weird girl in college that was re- yeah. maybe too good at dissections. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but I was like, I don't want it. I just want to care for them. Like to just, you know, be around and nurture them, and do all the enrichment, and not just do the medical side of it. So but, that's when I split off.
0: I think I told that story on here about me, but I did like a like a summer internship. Oh no, we had interim at Randolph. I don't. That was probably before you're in, not in fifth grade. Sorry, it's just <laughs> I know. Uh, it all runs together. Uh, but anyways, I did a, like a little like two week internship with uh, a couple like doctors and I discovered really fast. I did not. That was not for me. Some people can do it, but emotionally for me, like everybody was always sick or hurt or, and I, I understand mm. the, the aspect of helping, but to your point, it was just too mm-hmm. much, too much for me. So
1: I did the same thing with nursing school. <laughs> like yeah, started and realized right. very quickly I was not, I've said it once and I've, I'll say it till I die. I'm not emotionally stable enough for that. <laughs> Or this, or veterinary stuff like euthanate, like euthanizing an animal. Yeah, would that's a, well, kill that's a thing. Me.
2: Like a pet owner can come in and say, "Hey, I want to euthanize my animal," and like unless you get them to sign that animal over to you, you and to talk it. them out of it, you have to do it, even oh. regardless if the animal's healthy. Yeah, like they could be like, "Hey, I'm moving, and I just uh-huh. want to euthanize my animal." Yeah, it's a thing. like
0: that's terrible. It's Hold on.
2: It's a thing. And there's also, yeah. I listen to this there's other podcast. There's no
0: option there? Yeah. They
2: well, they'll call sign. me. They call the, they'll call. they call me. I've gotten a call from the vet where they're like, hey, we have an owner that wants to euthanize this animal right now. If your rescue takes it, can, like, would you agree? And then we'll work on getting it transferred. And that's how I've ended up with some... Yeah. Animals in my household because they were owner euthanasias brought in.
1: That, and I've also heard there have been people who have like gotten divorced and they fight over the animals. So instead of one of them taking it, they just put it down.
0: Yeah. That is terrible. Yeah, I've heard that. There's a difference between like not being an animal person and then that. Or it's just being too hyper and
1: they put it down. Like literally anything under the sun, people, who are you? To, like
2: an animal is for life. Like, I'm sorry. Like but I've also, had my dog de-stuff a couch. I did not get rid of her. I'm just like, no. And oops. I
1: have people, <laughs> some people need to fill out applications to have children. I believe the same thing about like legitimately go through an, an, an interview adult,
0: process. If you're, you're an adult an animal making, animal. if you're an adult making a decision to get an animal, that you have to, for better or for worse, deal with the consequences of that decision. Like, that's why
2: I say for better or for uh, worse. For it's like marriage to me. Yeah. Like, yes. I'm, yeah. Sickness and an health. If you they can't. get sick, hey, guess what? Take, Take care, care of care them, of please. Yeah. Like, yeah. and who wants to? Don't just be like, yeah. That's
1: the thing we're, too. Like, they're so helpless. They uh, can't help themselves. Yeah. Oh my. God, they
2: literally rely why, on you.
0: <laughs> that's why Kindle is here for that. We're gonna dig. Yeah. Up, we're gonna get into okay. all of that <laughs> stuff. There's a couple other things that happen before you start Uno's home. You mentioned uh, you did a bunch of pet sitting. Is yes. there anything you want to share about that before we go too far?
2: Oh my gosh, I I started doing pet sitting because um, I realized that zoologists don't make a lot of money. It's all minimum wage or it's unpaid internships, mm-hmm. and um, so I was like, well, I got like a regular job waiting tables at PF Chang's, and I was just I was. I miss being with animals. So yeah. I was like, what could I do? And I was like, Oh, let me start pet sitting. So first I did it on through a company Rover and Love then Rover. I branched. Did you, yep. I was going to say,
0: I used to Kimberly, do it all Kimberly did it. Yeah. I had dogs yep.
1: In and out of here.
2: Yeah, and then I branched off, and I was like, well, they're taking a percentage of my money. Let me just, like, start my own company. So I did that, and, like, I I really enjoyed it because you're literally, your house is just full of dogs, and you just get to sit there and watch TV and stuff. Like, I loved it. So that was my way of getting back into working with animals. And then after that, I went back, and I um, worked at a vet clinic, and then I started making my way to where I am where I'm at now.
0: You also mentioned, uh, two words that are pretty like pretty, uh, popular right now. Tiger sanctuary. You mentioned that you <laughs> Tiger King. At, uh, <laughs> Tiger yeah, sanctuary. So
2: did you ever watch Tiger King? Uh, cor- uh yes, yes. And like, lit- <sighs> it is so cult Like, like they did hit the nail on the head with that because when I started working there, It was an internship right out of college. When I started working there, there was so much whispering and so much, like, not being friendly towards me. And I felt so incredibly uncomfortable. And I'm not, like, a person that's, like, hard to talk to or get to know. Like, I'm not, like, it was just, it was so weird. And then there was, like, initiations that I had to go. I mean, and I didn't realize it until, like, Like people were like, "Hey, why are you doing that?" I'm like, "Oh, so and so told me to do that." They're like, "You don't have to." No, no, and they're like, "Uh, "But, yeah, I mean,
0: where where were where were you at? How long were you there? Because there's a bunch of them all over the place, right?" So there's there's one one here in
2: Alabama. This is here in Alabama, and I'm not gonna say the place just to protect them, because in all seriousness, the um, the government. Is trying to shut down as many tiger sanctuaries yeah. as possible, um, and they did divulge that to me why they were so hush hush about things. Yeah. And like we weren't even allowed to have our cell phones on with us. Like mm-hmm. you had to leave them in your locked car, and if they saw a cell phone with you, because they just didn't want um, behind the scenes photographs getting yeah. out. But like the scene in Tiger King where, you remember the thing about the pizza? He was making the pizzas with the old meat that got donated and selling it. And um, well, they had um, volunteers go around and pick up all the donations from like Walmart, um, the different grocery stores that the expired meats. That was one thing I had to sort. I had to sort (sighs) through bins and bins of meat. Like I had to open up all the packages and sort like red meat and chicken, and I mean, so slimy. They said you could wear gloves, and I'm just like, it gets so slimy, it just goes in the gloves. So I'm like, what is the point? Like... But sorting through that, but that's literally, you got to imagine how much it would cost to feed these large animals. Like yeah. they have to, they have to get these donations and you know, it's like they have to mark it as expired, but it's not, you know, it's good still, but, yeah. but it is funny because they get the baked goods and I'm like, why do you have baked goods? Cause all the bears would eat the cakes and the cupcakes and oh stuff like that. Gosh, yeah.
1: That's amazing. Wait, so yeah. was it, did they have more animals than just tigers? Was it like, yeah. A, so there was, is, um,
2: sanctuary? Yeah. Uh it was tigers, bears, um mountain lions, they had wolves um wow. they had uh oh my gosh, emus, they had a crocodile, they had a zebra, um turkeys, uh just goats, like just random, random stuff wow. like that, but so did um, they run
1: it like a zoo or was it kind of a different vibe
2: it was more so like a sanctuary. It was gated. It was very protected, okay. and they only they were only open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to the public. Okay, but even the public couldn't see everything. They couldn't would only let you see. But in it, like the importance of that sanctuary, and I do like sanctuaries as opposed to zoos um, because they get more space, mm-hmm. and um, the the sanctuary took a lot of the. Um, animals that the zoos rejected because that animal, that lion, like they had a lion with a huge fatty lipoma, which is a non-cancerous tumor and, but it's huge. And when you go to the zoo, you don't want to look at like a lion with a huge like tumor yeah. thing, you know? And so they, this is what the sanctuary, they they would take those animals or they would take the tigers that didn't have like a pure bloodline because right. you're trying to conserve and, protect that species and um so th- they did they do do not did but do important work um yeah. so they get and then the ones that get confiscated from the people that aren't supposed to have like we oh my gosh I remember when I had to drive to Birmingham to pick up a white tiger cub that was oh. just so tiny because it got confiscated from somebody Say What? Stop it. Say literally it. in my vehicle had a Tiger cub in my back seat and like screaming like Wow, wow, like oh just doing that God. and all I you could die. do is like I know like, you can you imagine like driving down sixty five and here yes. I am in like Stop. my yes. my SUV and there's a tiger in a huge crate in my back seat. Just, oh my gosh, I
0: can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up one Saturday morning and I'm, I'm gonna be like, where'd she go? And I'm I'm gonna open up our little <laughs> app because we do follow each other. For safety reasons. (laughs) And I'm going to be like, why is she on 65 heading down to Birmingham to go help you rescue something from somewhere?
1: (laughs) I'm not going to go off on too many tangents on this because I could a thousand percent. But do you follow or do you know anything about black jaguar, white tiger,
2: Mm -mm. the tiger
1: sanctuary in Mexico? And it's like lions and tigers and panthers and big it's cats. cats big cats big cats um and they do it i've been asking van since the day i met him i was like Can we yeah please go to this place she wants like to i go. really really want it seems go. really
0: really nice though yeah
1: yeah oh yeah they said they, they treat them like royalty yeah. but they do the same thing they take them from circuses and um yeah. people
2: that think try to take them
1: as pets and then they're injured or yeah.
2: so because there's very lax laws in florida and texas like with owning wild animals. So that's why there's lots of like sanctuaries gotcha. in those States. Hey, yeah. that
0: was part of tiger King too. Cause what's his name? Baskins wanted to go down there to Carol
2: Baskins was yeah. in Doesn't Florida. Matter. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. So Corey obviously couldn't be here with us, but he did write in some questions. Um, Kimberly was just getting to one about the tiger King, but we just, we were talking about zoos, but, um, do you have any strong feelings just about zoos and their, their treatment of animals in general, I guess.
2: Okay. I have a very
1: mixed uh, – I need to preface really fast. I have a yeah. very mixed feeling about it because I so much want to, like, go see them and be up close to them. And then I just, yeah, you know, it's, morally uh, have the, a hard time. So,
2: Zoos are very important for education and conservation. That's their main purpose. Because most zoos are nonprofits. So they're not trying to make money. They're not trying to do any of that. Um, and it's conserving the species. But – because they're nonprofit and because their main goal is to breed and to continue the line, their enclosures are not good. Like yeah. the I, the enclosures are way too small. If you see like um, if you see zoos that have elephants in it and mm-hmm. they're in a small enclosure, and you're like, you have that, the African savanna that they get to you know, graze. Like, that's why I love those sanctuaries there. Like, these large sanctuaries where they can actually, like, you know, be themselves and not just be so confined. Because it's so sad when you just see, like, an animal just pace back and forth, back and forth. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm just so on the fence. Because, you know, when there's animals that are at risk being extinct, like the rhinos, Mm -hmm. what can you do? Like, you... You have to protect them. You put them in this smaller enclosure. Yeah, it's not the mm-hmm. best thing, but it's the best thing to make sure that this animal survives and it isn't poached because even yeah. the sanctuaries in Africa, they're still being broken into and they're getting, you know, killed. And look at the um, alternative,
1: I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Co- so. uh, Corey's brother, Cody B, he wanted to know what are your thoughts on PETA? It's a very general question, but I mean,
2: <sighs> they are extremists <laughs> um, because. Okay. Oh, gosh. I I had somebody adopt for me, and they said that they both worked for PETA, and I just had to be really quiet after that. But they're, because they're, like, anti-cage, and I'm like, sometimes we crate our dogs. We crate train. We, you know, sometimes like a dog, like, I have a dog that's undergoing heartworm treatment. She has to stay in a crate so mm-hmm. she's calm. She's a husky mix. She's crazy. Yeah. And if her heart rate goes up, she can stroke out and die. die. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just like, that's that's extreme. Like, there's always exceptions to the rule, but they don't see those exceptions to the rule. Like, yeah, but they do. Like, if I need to make noise about something, if I'm upset about something, guess what? You yeah. tag PETA on Instagram and you let hey. them be your your little you know True bulldog. Story. So there's. They've like a I social think,
0: media army there. You're like built yeah. in, ready to go. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, but they they do strange things too. Like I've heard where they will like break out all the laboratory animals, but then later <laughs> they, they get them all euthanized. So <gasps> I just I don't hypocrites. I know.
1: Sorry. Wild. So, um, yeah, I gotta get very touchy about this. <laughs> um so since you were on Dodo, you know these cute little videos of the yes. the um unique friendships between Species of animals. Yeah, <laughs> have you yeah. ever seen any, like a duck and an elephant, or like? Yeah. So. What are some other cute ones? I've seen so many of them, and they just become like buddies forever, and it's so cute. <laughs> like the
2: golden retriever and the little duckling, and yes, yeah, so oh. they like
1: ride on each other.
2: Oh. Yeah. So going back when I worked at the wildlife rehab center with the um, the fawns, the baby deers, the little does, um, we had them all isolated, we had three with, um, at there at one time and we had them all isolated in rooms and cause they couldn't be together cause they can easily transmit disease. Mm-hmm. And, um, but in each of the room there was a bunny rabbit with them. So it's literally like Bambi and Aww. Thumper and because they could coexist and they would not transfer diseases to themselves, yes. but you would open the door and like the little bunny rabbits like cuddled up next, next to, to them. Yeah. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> See, so they that did that. Yeah, so they uh, did that so they can feel that comfort, but they couldn't put them all together. Not like with dogs, right. where they can be a little pack. Like they're all recovering from a specific Different. illness, and wow. so like they could have like get mange, you know, or yeah. some type of skin condition that's highly contagious, but not contagious to rabbits. To rabbits. So, but they yep. still
1: wanted the companionship.
2: Yep. Oh my! Yep. Um, oh my God! Yep.
1: Sorry, I follow yep. all those. I see all. <laughs> I love that. But
2: my Dodo video did focus on the relationship between Uno and one of my foster dogs. So that was like his recovery buddy. And he had had a double surgery and um, he had two broken rear legs. And so one, the first surgery was an amputation. And then the second surgery two weeks later was um, a femoral head osteotomy, which was reconstructing the hip. So he had to stay in a pen and couldn't walk around, and this is a street dog, so first I kept him in my garage, because I was yeah. like, is he going to be aggressive with right. the animals? Like, I just don't know. I just need him calm. Right. Finally, I moved him up to my sunroom, and Uno um, Uno was born, we think born, without a ball and socket joint, so he, I don't know, that was like his little kindred spirit, and then Uno oh. doesn't have an eye, and <laughs> um, So Uno can't, like, really jump up on things. So Uno would, like, drag himself over the pen to get in there with Ike. And he would, like, he would just headbutt him and sleep with him. And I was just like, that is so weird. Because he's normally not like that. But he knew that animal was, like, sick and healing and in pain. And he was, I mean, oh, my God, they started grooming each other. And it was just... They can it was sense awesome. it.
1: That's why I love yeah. them so much. They can sense when you're hurt or in pain or sad, and they help each other. That's why yeah. I love animals so much. They're way better yeah. than people. And, it, and it's
2: so awesome because, like, once Ike got better, Uno like backed off. Like he was just like, okay, this, like, oh, I don't good. need to be there. But still, at times, I see like they're like Ike will sit at the foot of my bed, and Uno's up there just headbutting him and just oh. rubbing on him. Like they still do that, but not to the extent where they're like fully snuggling and, you know, spending hours together. Precious.
0: Uh, That is a perfect segue into Uno's Home, which is, I guess, kind of not the only reason why you're here, but it's, that's a large part of your story. That's what you're doing now. Um, So yeah, it looks like you started it in uh, October of 2020 um, and we already kind of laid the foundation. It's a rescue. Um, But like, let's kind of walk through that. Why, why was, why did you start it in 2020 In, in that time? I mean, obviously COVID was going on. Was that? a part of it or what any reason for the timing?
2: No, actually it had nothing to do with COVID. Um, Like I'd always been so involved with fostering for all these different rescues. And every time like um, these rescues were like, why haven't you started your own? Like I was always known as like the rock star foster, like the ones that they never had to worry about. Give you, give me the hard cases, give me the medical cases, the severe ones, I'll do it. And yeah I would be they would just keep asking me, "Why haven't you started your own?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know and then the the dodo really pushed me to do that because here it is, like my fostering is really being highlighted, and like on Facebook, it's what over like almost up to forty million views now like okay,
0: let's let's back up. you <laughs> you teed up the dodo thing, and I was going to give like a big introduction for that, but here we are. so everybody knows the dodo, right? Like, uh, yeah, it's amazingly cute, usually cute.
2: Make you cry and then gets videos. happy again.
0: Yes, makes you cry and then makes you happy again at the end. So you were featured on here. Did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? Well, how did that work?
2: They reached out to me because a mutual um, rescuer, We he was the one that found the dog, and gotcha. he had already been on the dodo. And okay. um, he was like, do you need to feature her? Like yeah. she, like?" she And so, um, yeah, they were just like, well, just start – documenting everything and i'm not i'm i'm not that person that documents everything and oh, instagram is for forced. Sure. <laughs> instagram has forced me to and um and like starting my rescue has forced me to document everything but um i'm just when an animal's injured like my first thought isn't not pick up my phone it's literally a focus on the animal so well that's fair it's good yeah Like when my dog's sleeping
1: cute. That's one thing.
2: But when he's, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But like the severe cases on the dodo and not to knock it, but I'm like, why are people picking up their phones? Like I just, if I don't like, I need a GoPro on me. People tell me that all the time. I just need a GoPro because when people see me out in the field, they're just like, we should be recording this. Like, this is why I have poison oak all over me is like, I was in the woods, hand catching kittens. And the people that I was with, they were just like, Holy crap, like (laughs) you literally just grabbed those kittens, and I was like, Yeah, I've been doing this since I was in second grade, (laughs) but um, yeah, so the dodo, um, they reached out to me through that mutual friend, told me to start documenting everything, and I seemed like, Oh, it was like so obsessive because I was like, Oh, it's Ike's first meal eating, and it's Ike's first walk, and I don't know, it just felt so silly, but like the The video editor and when she interviewed me, gosh, I made her cry too. And oh my gosh, like I was crying, she was crying. We were like talking for hours. And um, I was like, I have so many videos. She's like, you do? And I was like, I have like sixty one videos. And she's like, send them all to me. And when she made that video, it was phenomenal. Like I, every time I've watched, I've watched it. Oh my gosh, maybe a hundred times now. And. I cry every single time, and I'm like, it's my story, and I'm still I, crying oh, yeah. because. Have you seen it? It like, uh, yeah,
0: this I, one. It yes. just like brings oh, me
2: back it. to that moment where like I thought I was gonna give up this dog. Oh, it's yeah. this is gonna make me cry. I thought <laughs> I was gonna like give up this dog and yes. trying to find him a forever home, and like I knew I was so freaking bonded to him, and he was yes. bonded to me. Like, and I was like, I've got to, you know, I can't be a good foster if I don't adopt out. And that kind of leads back in where I do have lots of, I call them my resident rescues because, you know, like they're just, I, I don't know. They become like the ones with severe behavioral issues or bad medical cases. Like sometimes it's just better for them to just. you know be with the person that can handle it although you know there's just and it's very difficult to find that person that would want to take I have tons of no touchy kitties in my house and like who wants a cat that like looks at you hisses at you but then sleeps on your bed like, like my it's dog
0: that's <laughs> like sounds exactly like that sounds exactly like wilder that's exactly what that a dog like does my
2: dog. well no
1: but speaking of really quick to go back to the dodo it's like you can easily go down a rabbit hole in that situation oh my god Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my, i have seen i'm pretty sure every dodo video ever made <laughs> i sent them to van i like i cry i laugh it's oh, like yeah. watching a really good rom-com like i don't know it's yeah. so good
2: um yeah it's a it's a habit. Yeah. And they do such a good job. Like they, and I love how they just highlight, like, I don't know. You get like, like, I don't know a lot. They feature a lot of pit bulls. And I love that because like, you know, they have a bad rap and, you know, I uh, just, yeah, I really like, you know, what they do and they really help these nonprofits, like put a highlight on them too. And, you know, and like, I'm, ju- say, I'm just, I'm just so incredibly thankful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So um so you go from that video and then was it shortly after that that you actually started Uno's Home?
2: So the video aired um November. So I started Uno's Home back in October. Gotcha. gotcha. And so it I, I did not know it was gonna air in November. They said, Oh, it was gonna be like a Christmas thing or something. I was like, Okay, cool. And literally like got like the message the day before, Hey, we're actually debuting it tomorrow. And I was like what, Aww. what? And all my stuff, like all my stuff on social media was private. And I was like, okay, uh, like I've been such a private person. And I was yeah. like, I think I, I need to, I need to put my stuff on public because people are going to want to like, could they ask me for my Instagram handle and yeah. stuff like that? So um, I was like, I guess I'm going to need to put it on public. And just like, after that came out, like my phone was just blowing up where like Ike now has 14,000 followers. And what? like, um, Walter
0: here's got I, like 1100, but that's it. <laughs> I know.
2: And then like, I'm almost up to 6,000 followers. And it's just like, it's, it's so wild because it's people from all over the world. And we have like these wish lists and people kept sending Ike like bags of food and Aww. it was just and, toys, and like, it was just, it was, it's so cool. And they've stuck with me. So there's people that literally are like, I've been here since the Dodo video came out and then they have continued to support me and That's you know they'll, I have my Amazon and Chewy wish list and then I do like my monthly donors and it's just it's so cool cuz there's people all over like they send me care packages too and like it's just yeah it's so cool so that's awesome.
0: since we're on this, um, let's go ahead and talk about the business of things a little bit because, yeah, um, you talked about donations. Yeah. Go ahead. And you want to take this?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I just had a qu- One of my friends also owns a rescue here in Nashville. Um, and I know they have a bunch of different ways of, um, kind of funding or providing, um, for the animals. So they have, um, like, like you said, the chewy wish list, the Amazon wish list, mm-hmm. and you can just go on there and send what you need. Um, what is, like, do you have a lot of regular donors? Do you kind of know what you're bringing in month to month? Is it just, are you, are you just kind of waiting? Yeah, see
2: so, um, like, because, you know, I like, what I like about Amazon is, I know some people are, like, against Amazon because they're, like, big and they try no. to own everything. Um, but they, you get, like, a little um, message and lets you know who's sending. Chewy doesn't let me know who sends it. Oh, no. And so oh. every, like, I get to see, like, I get these regular donors every month. It's like... Here's my monthly delivery of cat food or cat litter mm-hmm. and like it's just it's so cool because like I've never met that person but yeah. here I am I'm always I'm seeing their names consistently and then um, I use a, a platform called Patreon and yes. you can sign up and become a monthly donor and that's just so easy for somebody to just, You know, it has different levels, so it's, like, you know, for your budget, like, starting at just $5, but if, like, enough people do $5, like, that all goes to vetting, and it's just, it's so cool to just always know that that money's going to be there. A hundred percent. I... Yeah, and then I've done like um, t-shirt fundraisers yes. with Uno's you know, home oh, logo because my logo that. is so cool. It's this so guy, cute, y'all. <laughs> yeah, this guy I went to high school with, um, he designed it for me. And like when we were in high school, everybody's like, he's going to be famous one day for being an artist. And he's, he had stuff in the Huntsville Museum of Art and he's done he does murals. And so it was just super, super cool that he designed that. And it was just perfect because I was having the hardest time trying to figure out because the logo is so important. And, yeah, it is. And it's yeah. So cute. It turned
0: out it turned out really well. It looks great. Yeah. Uh yeah. is it just unoshome.org or is it org?
2: Uh, unoshome.org yeah. .org. Go, yeah. Go, go get you a shirt. Yeah,
0: for sure. I know yeah. no kidding. i am probably going to go do that um, when we hang out. So, uh, it's still speaking on money unfortunately. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a non-profit, so obviously I'm going to assume you lean heavily on donations and mm-hmm. and just whether that's just cash or food, just food and just stuff in general, but um, how much? If you want to share, if you're not, that's fine. But how much? Like, what's the ample? oh? I crunched oh, the numbers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. What it does on? it cost to keep
1: the doors just open? I mean, it's so okay. expensive to feed and care well, and for you curr- animals. And
0: you currently have sixty animals. Yeah, yeah 63. sixty 63.
2: No, thir- oh my God, 60, 65, because I have two ferals um, recovering from surgery. They're gonna oh, be released, 65. so they're in my garage. Okay, yeah, yeah. so sixty five. Yeah. And this is, and I don't have a facility. Um, I'm in a residence right now. Um, it's big. It's 3,500 square feet. So it's not like oh, when people a, imagine, they're just
0: like, no, they
2: think it's all cramped. Like, this no, isn't a two-bedroom
0: apartment. This is a house. No. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's it's a nice house on like um, 0.75 acre lot, nice gotcha. fence and backyard. So a nice sunroom. And when people come over, they're just like, this is cool. Like I thought it was just going to be crazy. And yeah. I was like, No, like I I, I have like a good system. So that's like you have to be organized so you can function properly. But um, to go back to the question, so with that many animals, and then I have about about 20 in foster care. So I do about 85% of all the fostering myself. Um, I'm neurotic. It's hard for me to trust people. It's hard for me to find consistent fosters because some people want to do it once. There's lots of foster failing, which means you Mm -hmm. adopt your foster. And Mm -hmm. once you adopt them, you really can't foster after that. Cause then they take up that space. Yep. Um, like I love it and then I hate it. I was going to say, which in theory seems so great. <laughs> yeah. Then, Cause that's the person, but then I'm like, Oh, but I'm not going to have you as a foster anymore. <laughs> right. Um, and so um, I focus mostly on cats and kittens because that's just easier. Like, I have nine dogs right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's much harder to feed and deal with when you have large dogs um, as opposed to tiny little kittens. Like, tiny kittens can just take up such a small amount of oh, area. Yeah. They're much and um, I have um, 48 kittens in my rescue right now. And to fully vet a kitten... Um, so that's starting with their all their vaccinations, deworming, flea treatment. We do um, a combo test, which tests tests if they have feline leukemia or FIV, mm-hmm. um, and then to be spayed or neutered. It normally costs with the rescue discount about two hundred and twenty five dollars. So if you multiply that times forty eight, that's almost eleven thousand yeah. dollars just on those kittens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like when I crunch those numbers because I haven't done my yearly yet because i haven't been a rescue for an entire year yet so i don't get to see those end numbers Mm -hmm. but i was just like holy holy crap like how like that's a lot of money and you know then you're spending even more money if they're sick right um if there's a medical issue yeah and like i had a kitten that we thought that maybe would have to lose its eye um it had a severe eye injury so you're trying to twins I know. I'm addicted to any eye issues or if they have three legs because I have three three three-legged animals right now and then a kitten kitten that's uh, that's going to have an amputation next month so i like i just i love them um but that costs more sad
0: and adorable at the same time it is it is 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 adorable adorable adorable. yeah
2: Yeah, and like it costs more like um a puppy with parvo will cost um about three thousand dollars (sighs) heartworm treatment for a dog i have two dogs that are heartworm positive please do preventative like if your dog is outside a lot like it's 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 gonna get heartworms. Like and it's just hard for them.
1: Like it's a it's, yeah. it takes a toll on their body. We had a dog that went through heartworm treatment and it was not fun yeah,
2: for so us I've, or him. <laughs> yeah. And it's expensive. It's expensive to treat where it's just just doing the monthly preventative, you know, but that goes into account because then I have to do that for all the dogs in my rescue. Mm-hmm. So that's more money too. So um yeah, I'm just I'm so fortunate being a new rescue and I just call myself a one-woman rescue because legally I have to have a board. Mm-hmm. Um, my board is my sister and my brother-in-law. They're oh. silent. I will volunteer. <laughs> I
1: volunteer as tribute
0: to if be you need need a yeah. If you need a floor. If you need a floor.
2: But, like, I really wanted to do it that way because I wanted it to be, like, my own. Like, I didn't want anybody telling me how I needed to run it. Like, I knew what I wanted to do. I saw everything that was wrong when I was working with other rescues. And I was like nope, I'm going to do it this way. And, um, yeah, I've just, I, and I really contributed to all the support that I have worldwide because how could I, you know, as a new rescue, like I'm on par with some of the biggest yeah. rescues in the state already. That's like, amazing. and the fact that I just purchased eight acres back in May, like it's just like, I, my trajectory is like going way up way quickly. Like I know where I want to go. And
0: so, yeah, where do you want yeah. to go? I, we were, That's that was on here. You, you just bought eight acres, which is, that's awesome. That's a lot of land. Yeah. What's, yeah. what are your plans with that?
2: Yeah. So 8.15 acres, it was like literally, um, uh, my life savings and then donations and, um, oh, so it's just, it's perfect. It has like four open meadows on it. It's surrounded by lots of trees, like naturally. So it's just protected. So um, once I get my um, full year, I can start applying for nonprofit grants because right now they're like, Uh, oh, what are your numbers from 2020? I'm like, oh, I I have two months worth of data that looks really bad. (laughs) Not super valid yet. Yeah. So at the beginning of the year, I'll start applying for nonprofit grants, and that way I can be like, this is what I did in 2021, my first you know full year and you know nice. being on par, and um, I can apply for nonprofit grants so I can start building. When I want to have a facility. I, you know, I already had somebody come out and like design what I want on the property. Uh, I would want to live there. I have to live there. I'm going to have all these animals. Absolutely. I don't want kennels because people think it's going to be a shelter. There's going to be kennels. Like I want everything to be like an at-home environment. Like when you go to those nice boarding facilities and they have those suites or those condos. Yes. That's what I want for the animals because that's going to set them up for success living in a home 100%. that they are already used to living in a home like environment and then people can come down and hang out with them and pick out their animal just like yeah, fully interacting with them not such
1: a like strong transition for them when they have to go it's, from yeah. like a kennel to a to a house and yeah or like they might you
2: get a dog when you and I love shelters I do they you know I always encourage people you know if they're you know adoptions especially through a rescue can be very strict like my cats are indoors only right. like you're i'm not going to go through all this work for you to let my let one of my cats out and then Like, I had one get hit by a car. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. I'm not going through all that work. It breaks my heart. Like, it really does, because I've had this animal since, a tiny kitten, and then I find, like, and it also violates a contract. We're not going through that either. Right. But but there's people that come to the adoption events, and they tell me they want, you know, an indoor-outdoor cat. And I was like... Sorry. That's awesome, but you're not yeah. going to get one from me. But please go to your local shelter and adopt one of those cats, like because you're literally saving a life. Here, I'm, I, you know, sh- rescues don't euthanize, and we don't euthanize for space. Like this cat's going to be safe with me until it gets adopted. But that cat at the shelter has seven days typically, so. So I, like, I just, I'm, just, I'm distracted it's, by a dog I right mean, now. It's, it's I know, impo- sorry. It's impossible. He's, he felt really
1: left out.
2: <laughs> he, he was sitting
0: down there whimpering, and so Aww. we picked him up.
1: He wanted to be a part of it. Ooh. This is yeah. why I did,
2: I'm not doing this podcast at home. Um, she kept walking across the keyboard, and then I had dogs <laughs> all on my lap, and I'm just like, I would get way too distracted. Oh, my God, that's like, freaking adorable, though. I'm going to need pictures of
0: that. He, he always wants to be in the room with both of us. So yeah. he wants us to be together and then he wants to like us to pay attention to him. Cause if like, we're yeah. both like paying, t- paying attention to ourselves.
1: Yeah. He'll, he acts out. It's like, I tell him it's like, it's like children,
2: mm. you know, Well, they it's just, a tiny dog thing too. So yes, like part of my very, degree was like true. animal psychology and animal behavior oh, because we're gonna that's why that these small sure. dogs like attach themselves to the humans so much where you're like, you know, ferocious little chihuahuas, you know, yeah. like, they're that way because they're so tiny and they attach themselves to that one human and they're so protective of that one human. Like don't, they don't let you close to them. It's just, yeah, that's just what they need to do for their survival. That's why they attach themselves so much to you because they realize they're so tiny.
1: So kind of on that topic of the little dog, I call it little dog syndrome. <laughs> um, do you yeah. find, I kind of, I think it kind of goes both ways, but um, how important is it to kind of match specific pets with people um and then that being said also with other animals like I know that ours I have had many of the same breed um this is like my third Morky that I've had and they're all so different they're all so different this is the most challenging one that I've had (laughs) but I'm I'm thankful that obviously we're very or I am very um understanding (laughs) I try, I try, <laughs> but I'm just saying. I know that it's not for some people. They can't have a challenging, high maintenance dog. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: Or um, like a yappy dog. Or a yappy, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Just like he's very needy. He needs attention all the time. There's like, how do you do? You find that it's super important to kind of mix and match people and pets.
2: That yeah, way? I, I've I've actually found it's harder adopting out dogs. Than it has been with cats, like matching the part. Like I had this doodle mix. Oh, doodles! It actually it was an it it was an uh oh um, litter at the vet. They two unfixed animals accidentally uh, mated in the yard. Uh Um, So it was a Walker hound and a golden doodle that mated. So, but the puppies were so freaking cute. Um, So one of them got returned after getting adopted out. Um, oh. the groomer who owned the Walker Hound reached out to me and asked if I could take this dog into my rescue yeah. and oh And this is the funny thing. I'm always a person that's like, I don't do puppies. No, I don't do. Oh I literally God. have had so many puppies and I'm addicted to them now. Like, but I'm always like, I don't do puppies. So I got him and I like fell in love with him. And that's um, amazing. Puppies are the I, best. I adopted him out. It took Actually, four times, if you include the first one, I hear the squeaker toy yeah, right now.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. participating. Yep.
0: Yep. This but is this it, is the pet pod. The pet we pod.
1: Now would be the time that you let yeah. it happen. But,
2: um, but That's true. But I adopted him out multiple times, and he got returned. And it's just, and like, it was a very, it was a learning curve for me because you know, there's that, there's a huge fad with doodles right now, but then people it don't is. understand that. Doodles are high-energy dogs. so high-energy. Very much so. And they, like, it's just like... But they're cute, so that's why they get to adopt them. And it's (laughs) also really difficult, too, because all these animals come from my household, so they're in a dog pack. They're used to being with other dogs. They're used to being with cats. Mm -hmm. And so now I've learned I can't adopt out a dog that's going to be an only dog because... It's all it's known is to be around other animals. Absolutely, and they get out so much energy like that, and they bond. Yeah, and And so it, like I said, it was a learning curve with that puppy because cats, cats, they do their own thing, and. But, yeah, the dogs were, you know, you have to do meet and greets. You have to go to their house. And that's diff- that was difficult, you know, when, when I say when COVID was high, COVID's getting high again. Um, a lot of rescues will do, like, um, FaceTime, Zoom right. calls. So, um, But you still want both the dogs to meet one another and just make sure that dog. Like, I've done trial runs in the house where they fill out an application where it's a foster to adopt, and oh, yeah, they yeah. get, um, they get like a two week period, and then at the end of the two weeks, they decide if they want to keep the dog or they would have to say, I don't want to adopt the dog, so that it would give somebody else a chance. They could keep right. fostering if they want, but right. yeah. Gotcha. So um, that that's a little bit different with. Um, I'm from cats because cats, I do adoption events at Petco. I'm so fortunate to do that.
0: I saw that you had like four yeah. or something the other day. Yeah. I had is four,
2: right? I had four on Sunday, which is so cool. Nice. Um, and I really like that because you're, you're talking to that person face to face. You get a really good feel for them. Yeah. They're, you know, they get to meet multiple cats and they get to pick out the one that's meant for them. But I've yeah. had people come in that are like very hesitant and they don't know what, like which one they want so I start talking to them I was like what what do you want do you want a cat that's playful with you do you want a cat that just lounges around like literally tell me because I do most of the fostering myself yeah so you know them well absolutely yeah so I've had where um this gentleman came in and he was telling me like what his dream cat was the dream cat was not there and I was like you know what look I pulled up on my phone I said these two kittens were born um uh, they were born on 420, so they all have, like, little <laughs> marijuana names. That's amazing. That is <laughs> or, like, so funny. Hendrix, Marley. Like, <laughs> they were just, yeah. Um, That's perfect. But I, I pulled them up. I said, hey, look, these are in foster care. They're too young to come to the adoption right. events right now. But you can fill out an application. And when they become eligible, which is normally around two pounds, when they can get their first vaccine, and then they have to keep coming back to me to get their boosters. For sure. Um, and he was like, Yeah that's my dream cat. Like he wanted like a Siamese type cat and there were two of them. And I always like, and when you adopt out kittens, it's just better to get two because they keep each other company. And so, um, he applied for both of them and once they got, they hit that age, um, he came and he got them, but yeah, it's just, it's, I really like matching them with the people because if somebody just like, just adopts any kitten, and without you know really having that conversation with them and making sure that that really is the right cat for them yeah they those those animals are more likely to get returned and oh, for sure. um, uh, and going back to like the co mingling thing. I have some animals in my household that hate other animals. Yeah. Fergie. Okay. Fergie is a, Fergie is a purebred Persian. Um, she was found in the country, completely matted, had a wound on her side, started integrating herself with a cat colony. I was already working on trapping those cats for, um, this homeowner and, um, Fergie got caught and she went to the vet. Um, turned out she was more so a senior cat. And I was like, oh, great. So that's even hard. That's even harder to adopt out a senior. But I'm like, okay, she's a Persian. It'll be fine. They're so pretty. Oh my God. I love her. And she's got her smushed face. She just looks like grumpy cat all the time. Um, But I found out she's cat aggressive. And she actually... Like, swiped at one of my cats and scratched his eyeball. Oh, no. He had to go to the vet. He had to, oh, uh, the science is cool. They, like, mix in the serum with dog's blood. And it's a corneal serum. And you drip it in their eye and it heals the eyeball. I mean, it was so freaking cool. That's wild. Like, so cool and it's kind of creepy
1: but i'm here for it
2: yeah but um so like he was fine he got adopted out that was a happy story but fergie's still with me and people like i have i use pet finder so you can go on there and it can actually match you with the pet that you want
0: yeah i didn't know that wow that's how
1: we found him
2: and you have to be um, you have to be a rescuer shelter to use it. So not just everyday person can post on there. Right. Um, so I have Fergie on there, and I get lots of um, inquiries about her. But I I have to remind them like read the bio. She yeah. is cat aggressive. Right. And I'm like she it's not like everyone in my household understands her now. If she walks through, they literally like part like the Red Sea. Like <laughs> oh it's Fergie, nice. and she rules. She rules the house and um like she like that's why it's also so hard for me to give to yes. give her up because i understand her and, you're like but, i feel you honey like <laughs> i really i you. Just, uh, but when people put in those inquiries for her yeah i just have to be like do you have other cats mm-hmm. and they say yeah like how's that cat personality because if they're gonna be you know not submissive to her mm-hmm. she's gonna mess them up like She, when I, like, when I say, like, she injured a cat, she really did. And, you know, like, I just want to make sure it's a good fit. So that's why, like, yes, I could get so many inquiries on one cat, but I haven't adopted her out yet because I have to find that perfect person Person for them. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to understand because... It's going to – like, she's a senior, so I don't want to disrupt her life. I don't want to cause her more stress. So, yeah. I need that perfect person that's going to take the time with her and ideally not have another pet. But it's hard because how do you find that perfect adopter that's a cat lover that doesn't have other cats? Right. Mm. So That's
1: so true. I mean, and yeah. then the ones that end up staying – or not staying, but that, like, are – fond of other animals i feel like they kind of start to like bond on each other like bond with each other and rely on each other and like you want to make sure they have a certain situation for them to go into
2: hard because i have like my singletons that are called that's like a if i get a kitten in that and i get i get these animals all different ways people contacting me i naturally find them i intentionally go out and get them like um like, but most of the time, it's people reaching out to me. It's on social media, getting tagged in things. Um, I try to help when I can. I'm a person that I don't like to say no. That's why I have this many. Yeah, I've um, listened. Same, same. Yeah. So, but like the singleton kittens, I'll have to add them, to integrate them in with a litter. And I do that for their socialization. But they have to go through a quarantine period first to make sure that they're healthy and they're not going to have anything contagious. Um, but... They might be younger than that litter, right. and that litter becomes adoption-ready. They get adopted out, and then I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy. we like, are <laughs> friends. Like, it, like you can see it It depresses them. And I was like, I I'll find you another litter. It'll I'll find good, you another litter. And so they do, like, really bond with one another. And that's when I do say to adopters, these are a bonded pair. Oh, like, for sure. Like, I don't, I don't want to split them up. Like, S- I see it like yeah
0: um so speaking of finding another so give us some rescue stories so i you mentioned earlier that you, like you get a call from a vet sometimes yeah. or a homeowner um what's like the most common way and then what's like the wildest rescue you've had
2: okay the most common way is getting reached out um via email because Um, my rescue is now in a database. If you look up, um, rescues in Alabama. So, um, and I say, and it's funny because one of my good friends runs another rescue here and I'll like send her a screenshot of something. She's like, I got the exact same message. So, you know, these people are literally, (sighs) you know, they're trying to find as much help as, you know, as quickly as possible. Um, so it's just easy for them to send out one blast email to all these rescues. Right. Um, so that's the most common way. Um, the, God, there's some wild ways. Um, one is I snuck into a 24-7 guarded facility. It's a distribution center. I'm not going to say oh for God. which large company. Yeah, but there was But a, there was a dog that was living on there for two years. Satire. Stuck because it is. So, yeah, satire. <laughs> satire. It was, yeah. Um, it was uh, fully fenced in. So it, it uh, we believe it was like um, dropped off by one of the truck drivers. Um, oh. But yeah, one of the. Um, uh, hypothetically one of the security guards i got their phone number and they let me come in yes. at 10 o'clock at night oh, and i love yeah. your style. So there's, yeah so there's that one and then love it. i mentioned earlier about the, a raccoon story so um there was this burned down house and it had feral cats living in it and there were kittens and um I was like, all right, got to get these kittens. It became age. I always wait until they get a certain age. I don't like taking them from their mama right? unless they can be without mama. I don't take nursing kittens away from mama. That's just... Unless it's the, it's an emergent situation, right? But I will literally just sit on them. I'll you know look at the calendar, and be like, oh, it's time to get these babies, and that was that was it for these babies. And it was time to get them. And they this colony was so notorious for not being able to trap them. They were so smart; they wouldn't go in a trap. So I was like, right. how am I going to get these kittens? I sat outside. I got so many mosquito bites. I sat um, next to burned down house and just was just sitting there for the longest time. And the moment I would see, um, the moment I would see a kitten go into a certain spot, I'd get up, I'd be like, oh, I can corner it. Cause it had all the stuff from the house that yeah. burned down too. Um, so it was just, oh my gosh, it was such a mess. So one of the times I was like looking throughout the house, I was like, is that a cat? And like, <laughs> oh, no. I, I used my phone light and I was like, that's a raccoon, but that's not, that's not a right raccoon. I'm like
1: <laughs> Something's off with that raccoon.
2: That. And I was like, I've never seen this before. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I don't want it to like do anything to me because yeah. it's during the daytime too. And I was like, I don't want it to do anything to me. So I like slowly backed out and I went on the porch and I went back down to my area. And here it comes like just slowly walking out oh, onto the porch and I was like, that's not right. That's not right. And I was, I started looking up and I was like, it has distemper. Oh, and no. um, like, that's what dogs are vaccinated yes. against. It can, it's horrible. It's a wasting away disease. Oh no. um, so it was on a Sunday and I was like, I had all these cat traps, but I was like, where am I going to take this raccoon? So it can get humanely yes. euthanized because it's, it's suffering and it can also, inf- it can't infect the cats, but right. it can, it, any dogs. Mm-hmm. It could, and, um, yeah, Uh-oh. the neighbor may have, um, taken care of it when I wasn't oh, no. there, but, um, oh, he said he did no. it in a humane way, but okay, that well. was just like the weird things that I have encountered where, and then I've talked about, I got poison, oak, and ivy all over me. Cause I lit- I will go in the woods and my mom, my friends will literally Every single time, they're like, "Why don't you learn? Why don't you keep? <laughs> why don't you keep shoes in your car? Close those shoes." I'm always, yeah. I'm if you're if you see me rescuing, I'm in running shorts, sandals, and like a razorback, like oh, well, tee, sure. like I'm just, I'm. I, I hear that. Yeah, I, I'm not well prepared, and so I don't have long pants on. I don't have long sleeve shirt on. I just, I had. Earlier this year, I had poison oak on both of my butts because I didn't butt cheeks because I did not realize that I was always looking at the ground, but didn't Uh realize it could come out from like a bush or a tree, uh and you can rub. And so it it tickled right under there, and yeah, that was me trying to catch a kitten, and yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, but it's worth it because most of the time I catch I catch the kittens, and And I just just go to the the doctor, and I know, (laughs) and I'm like, I literally you know got i have a rash all over my body but i got but you it's okay you know, you're safe yeah nice. so yep
0: um speaking of challenges you mentioned something to do with uh span neuter clinics um do you want to kind of go into that how how i guess that and just how covid has affected rescues in general yeah. recently yeah
2: um this this season has been the worst like in the books for every rescue because of COVID um, shut down a lot of the low-cost spay and neuter clinics mm-hmm. and also shut down a lot of um, the veterinary clinics for um, non-emergent surgeries. So spay and neuters right. are not considered emergent. So they would get rescheduled. But those animals would go into heat and they would mate and we have mm-hmm. all these babies. And yeah. this has just been awful, 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 awful. So our um, low-cost spay and neuter clinic here in Birmingham, Alabama it got shut down for a few months and it exploded here oh, um we're experiencing yeah. that again they have been closed for feral cats for two weeks in a row so i've had to get very creative how i'm trying because um just this month i've caught twenty, twenty-seven 27 uh cats and kittens from oh. colonies and um oh, and that one. is just that was just yeah I know, um,
1: but, and like <laughs> but, I was, Van is not super familiar. And I was explaining to him how, you know, that's how you end up with like puppy mills and all these, you see all these videos of people going in and there's all these puppies under houses and,
2: yeah, you know, it's just, it, it, yeah, because it's out of control. Well, and it's so weird because when I was in Colorado, we, um, in Fort Collins where Colorado state is, I had to register my animals every year. And so when you register them, they they want to make sure that they're spayed and neutered. And if they're not, you get to pay a fine. I've tried to like talk to people here, even people heavily involved in rescue that you think is on your side, but they're like, "Oh, that's crazy." People can't. I was like, "L.A. County, L.A. County had the most strict spay and neuter laws, where I think they all had to be spayed and neutered by six months of age, unless there was a medical reason." I mean, their shelters are empty. Yeah. Like it was so strict, but it worked. But and it worked. But, and we're and just, honestly,
1: I've I've always done that. I don't. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because the vets that I've been to have encouraged it, but it yeah, it's strict. But there's a reason yeah. that it's
2: working. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to look it, at the it, bigger picture. Yeah, and that's and that's why shelters um, shelters won't adopt out an animal unless it's spayed or neutered. I adopt out an animal if they're young. I wait until I want them to be at least six months. Well, not the females. The males right. they can be three months because it's not a major surgery. Females right. it's a hysterectomy. It's that's a, major. Yeah, it's a big. Problem. You want them to be older, but shelters will do it at two pounds and that there's higher risk there too, and they don't always make it. But that's their only way to ensure that the animal that they're adopting out will never have babies. Mm -hmm. So they have to be strict. And I wish Alabama, the state as a whole, would be more strict because we have one of the highest euthanasia rates for shelters. Um, All the shelters right now are closed to intake. Um, So that that means any any animals coming in are immediately euthanized. Oh, so no, yeah, no, it's, that's so yeah, terrible. and so I'm just like, we need more people to adopt, and it's really hard to just try to find or encourage people to add to their household yeah. because. Because it just is a like, big
1: undertaking for people. Yeah, you know? it
2: is. It's a huge responsibility. Yeah. And you don't want that person where the people in COVID, they were on shutdown, lockdown, they started fostering, they started adopting. Yeah, They went back to work. Guess what? They're they starting to up. surrender their animals to the shelter.
1: Yeah, they're taking them back. They can't keep up. Yeah. It's it's a real thing. Yeah. I mean, it's a struggle.
0: Um, yeah. That brings up a really good point, And we can kind of pivot to kind of close out our conversation. We, we've talked a lot about animals all day. Yeah. But um, yeah. You are are a human, uh, you're a person and uh, it takes a a certain mental and physical and emotional toll on, um, on everyone to have a pet, but you specifically, like we've, I think we've kind of referred to it a good bit, but, uh, I have a tough time managing this seven pound dog in here. Who's driving me up the wall. Um, you have, you're managing 65 animals right now, currently 63, 63. Yeah. yeah. So what, how do you cope? How do you, how do you manage that? (gasps) How do you sleep too? By the way, how many hours of sleep? With how many sleep? With
2: lots of dogs in the bed. Okay.
1: (laughs) I was like, do you have sound machines? Like, are there anything driving. Oh,
2: I do. Yeah, I do have the sound machine, and because I have so many animals right now, I actually have three enclosures for kittens in my bedroom and that as a whole has really affected my mental health because Mm -hmm. I was always like my bedroom my master bedroom is always going to be mine yeah because I have guest bedrooms and I have guest bedrooms outfitted for the adult cats I have um large enclosures for like I have I bought like a bunny hutch like one of those wooden bunny hutches and I have it inside like I just because you have to you have to isolate them for their own protection because you know you don't want like you know any respiratory issues to you know go throughout the house. You yeah. don't want any like worms or any diarrhea that could be highly contagious. Like I have to do that for their protection and the protection of the animals. Of so, um, but yeah, I'm like I, I don't like saying no, yep. and that's really hard for my emotional, physical, mental well being mm-hmm. um, because you then feel guilty for saying no or not being able to help. So when I say I walk the walk, I really walk the walk. I try to do the absolute most, and I have found that I, I, I met my maximum. And right. it's weird because I would always say, oh, this number I would have when I'm on my land. right. Yeah. I'm literally doing that right now with a full-time job because I don't make money with a nonprofit right. so I still have a full-time job so it's very early mornings getting everybody fed. I go to bed super late because I'm cleaning and I'm doing all of this and yeah. feeding and when I have like sick animals I have to syringe feed kittens and, and do that on my lunch break
0: yeah. like
2: it's 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 a lot and um, one of my dogs that I was trusted with somebody, um, they decided they no longer wanted to adopt the dog. Um, I'm not, it wasn't intentional, but the dog got loose and it got picked up by animal control. I told you that these dogs are getting immediately euthanized mm-hmm. because they're on an mm-hmm. intake hold. This is a bully breed dog that had not been neutered yet, so you have oh, an unfixed bully breed dog yeah. that just ended up somewhere at a shelter. Ask him for trouble. Um, I freaked out and I. It sent me in a frenzy. I was at work and I'm like, I felt so helpless because here I'm at work and nobody's helping me get this dog or find this dog. Um, I'm calling around trying to find where this dog, nobody said that they had it. I posted on Facebook. One of my Facebook friends said, hey, my daughter works at this veterinary clinic that has the contract with animal control. I think this is the dog. And I said, I called them and they said that they didn't have him. She sent me the picture and I was like, that's my dog. I left work and I drove up there. I got in a car accident on the way there because I was so like, I'm fine. It was minor, but I was just, um, I was my nerves because I was yeah. like, they told me that they didn't have this dog. And so I'm like, in my mind, did they already euthanize him? Yeah. Um, and I, I get there. The receptionist still said she didn't have the dog. And finally, the I said, look, this is what I was sent. This is a picture. It's sitting in your kennel. She, Who sent you that? Why does it matter? Yeah. It's here. And then finally, the employee was like, that's me. I sent it. She's like, the dog's here. She's like, yeah, it's just sitting back there. Oh and I gosh. was like, seriously? This yeah. dog would have been euthanized if I didn't actually come up here in person. Right. And beg. Cause this is not just like, like, I also, you know, I always I'm I'm funny this way. Don't mess with my money. Yeah. Like I also put money in this dog to vet. Right. And for also for the the person that was supposed to caretake for the dog that was so like just non-caring about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I put hundreds of dollars as a heartworm positive dog. And it's in animal control. And I'm right. just like, yeah, that's mafia boss. Don't mess with my money. This is my rescue money. This is nonprofit. You know, right. the, the money goes to the animals. Like if you mess with that, it makes me mad.
1: So clearly <laughs> but, very mentally draining though. Like in situations like that, it
2: just takes a huge toll on you. So ever since then I started having panic attacks every day, every day since that event it like literally my heart rate, um, like the moment I would wake up, um, my heart rate would be like 120 and rising and to constantly feel that way. And I was just not able to function right. Like I'm still having to take care of all of these lives. And I was very vocal about it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I was telling people that, you know, I'm getting bombarded with messages. Like right now I have like, a ton of notifications. My phone's constantly going off. Yeah. And it's people needing help. Um, And I'll have to put out multiple times a message like, hey, I see your messages. I have so much going on right now. My main focus are the animals in my rescue right now. Right. Yeah. and, And my fosters. But if If you're not one of those, like it's just gonna have to be on pause right now. Like, it's very overwhelming. Like, I'll tell people, like, I'll get back to them. Um, Some people do not take it well. Yeah. Um, Good for you for setting
1: the boundary, though. It's really important. You gotta have the boundaries.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, like, it's still, and even setting those boundaries, I was still having the panic attacks. So that's when I was like, "I I need medication. Like, I need something to stop this so I can continue to do the work that I'm doing and um it was really difficult because you know mental health in this country isn't taken seriously either oh I completely agree with that I I was trying to and people just especially for women they just feel like we're just being crazy Crazy. yeah yeah
1: over emotional yeah
2: yeah and I'm like no I literally have a lot on my plate and I can still do what I'm doing I just need help like Mm -hmm. need help so I went on just um at it's hydroxyzine, which is like it's it's a higher like antihistamine actually, yeah. but it's supposed to like mellow you out, and um, it's it really helped. And now I don't have to take anything. Like I literally, I just needed to get out of that cycle, yeah. yeah. like that. And I I knew like I was I would be fine, but now I'm glad that I have it for those moments that absolutely I you, get
0: so stressed out. Do you have any plans of bringing on help? I mean. It, you're probably at, you're probably over the max capacity. Yeah. Right
2: now. <laughs> yeah so I have, that's a question um, and
0: not me giving advice, but also, no, maybe but also every,
2: literally advice. every, literally every <laughs> single person. Like I have so many people wanting to help out. Like, Hey, can I come over and help you out? And I'm yeah. like, it's my house. Like, it's still that. Like, once yeah. I have a facility, it's different, but it's gotcha, still like my gotcha, living gotcha. space. Yeah. So that that's makes it that feel weird. But I've had people um, come in, in my garage and just help me unpack all the donation boxes and gotcha. break them down. Like, just something as simple as that. Um, my neighbor brings me dinner. Oh, and, that's so sweet. um And then she also has my lawn get mowed for me because oh, nice. I'm just. It's just, I don't have the time and no. I do mow it myself. Like, I have my own mower and I try to do everything myself. And that's like the worst trait sometimes that I'm yeah. so independent, like to a detriment to me. Same. And- girl, same. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, how you're kind of touching on it, but just to close out, what? how do you think that's kind of affected your interpersonal relationships for better or for <sighs> worse? Like,
2: yeah, gosh. Well, okay. So, I. At least I'm very aware of what I'm doing, Um, so I am letting people help me more. Um, I'm making it a point to, you know, have a social life and not necessarily just, like, you know, like, to go out and have a margarita once a week. Like, I need that. Like, I can't, I can never, like, really take it to the next level because I still have to come home and I have to, like, syringe feed kittens. Like yeah. But,
1: but know, it's just, so important for you to keep yeah. you going. And yeah I tell, and, but, I tell
0: Kimberly this all the time though. It's like, unless you put yourself first, you won't be there to take care of um, me and the dog. No, I'm kidding. I said, <laughs> that's not what I say, but I say you won't be, she's just a people person. She likes to take care of her people and, if you yeah. run yourself nurturer. Yeah. N- yeah. yeah, well I nurturer, was going to say if you don't yeah. take care of number one first you won't be there for those other people or or little fur babies that's
1: funny that you say that because I was just going <laughs> to say I feel like there's just personalities like ours that are just I can do it all I got this I can do it I can take care of yep. everyone I can make this happen yes. yeah. all the animals are going to be okay I'm going to feed them they're going to be healthy Every, you know and then I
2: yeah.
1: I take back burner always and like you said to a detriment of being selfless yeah. is a very good thing to an extent <laughs> and then yeah
2: but you, you know. do, yeah you get very exhausted and, and you, lose yourself you, in the you process. need that balance yeah and especially in rescue because it's so it, like the level that we experience with like I see more deaths in animals than most people see in their lifetime like I had yeah. three yeah. pass away in a two-week time it's it's hard to deal with and 100%. Um, but I am very vocal about it. Like, I, I, that's why I do, like, social media because it is, you know, and I use mostly my Facebook because, and then it's, like, I, people have been commenting, like, I have family members just, like, why are you posting about this on Facebook? And I said, people fell in love with me for my Dodo story. They came from right. me, not my rescue. and. I always want to have that connection with people, with me, and not just, here's my rescue. No, right. this I'm the face of the rescue. Mm-hmm. And I want people to see what I do day to day, the highs and the lows. So mm-hmm. I've posted videos where I'm crying in the yeah. videos because, like, I lost an animal and it's my way of, it's a therapy session. Yes. People felt connected to that animal, too, because they donated. Here's an yes. animal in ER, critical condition, and I have to give the update that it passed away. Like, And I think people, too, like they see
1: you, but if you weren't who you are, the, the animals wouldn't be, no. you know, in, in the hands that they are and rescued the way that they yeah. are. and Their situation would be way different.
2: You know, when you look at animals, like it's just they're not just blankly looking at you. No. Like they all have their personalities. They all have like... They're quirks and everything mm-hmm. like this. Yeah,
0: this is a fantastic way to close because, uh, I, so I, I, before we do, I will say thank you very much for joining us, Kendall. Um, thank
2: you for having for me everyone <laughs> out
0: there. We'll plug it at the beginning too, but go to uno'shome.org. You can donate there yeah. buy t-shirts. The shirts are cool. Mm-hmm. We'll probably buy one and right for those of you who
1: aren't <laughs> animal people. Like Um, man claimed he wasn't. And
0: Kimberly, thank you for joining us as a guest host. (laughs) Of course. Um, Kendall, anything else to add before we, before we close this out?
2: Adopt. Don't shop. Yes. Please go, go to your local. I know I have my purebreds. I love them. I love them, but like seriously go save a life. Like if you're just thinking about it, please like now is the time and just find like that. Perfect. But only when you're ready, like, you know, or if you're not ready, foster, like that's the best way, you know, just to do it temporarily.
0: I'm not even going to try to top that. I will add a quote that Corey had to give us because he is the closer on this show and he has always got the quotes, but you kind of touched on this. Here's a quote from A.D. Williams. When I look into the eyes of an animal, I do not see an animal. I see a living being. I see a friend. I feel a soul. And that reminded me very much of your your yeah. uh your thing at the beginning when you said you you thought your car your cats uh was singing with its heart or singing in its yep. heart when it was purring yep. so and
1: you just it's so true yeah. i love them so much <laughs> yep.
0: well thank you All of thank them. you for your time thanks, thanks girl. that was great
1: yeah thank you also i volunteer to be on your board <laughs> <laughs>